Tech Softball fans, and welcome back to episode number two, season three of the Hokie Softball Podcast, originating in person here in Coach DeMore's South Office in the indoor practice facility. Thanks so much for joining us as always. Evan Hughes, pleased to be joined to my left by the head coach of the Hokies, Coach Pete DeMore. Coach, it is good to see you. As I always ask you, how are you? How's the wife? And how's Baby Road doing? Well, it's good to see you again, Evan, in the uh, South Office. Um, wife is doing great. Uh, Roe is growing like a weed. Um, so every, life is good. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. Don't worry. Story time with Uncle Pete slash Dad. We'll be returning towards the end of the podcast. We'll have more Roe questions. But what a busy couple of months it has been for this Virginia Tech softball program. Lots of fall games. Lots of positives. I know that the fan base is really excited, Coach. So uh, just a couple of weeks removed from the final fall game, how would you evaluate how the last couple of months have been for you and your team? Uh, continual growth, I guess, and that's kind of what we do. Um, that's what we're trying to do as a program as a whole. Um, we're, I think we're better than we were when we started. Uh, and I was just telling you a couple minutes ago, I think um, I think we're a little bit tired at the end of team practice, which is – tomorrow so um we get a much needed break starting next week and and so we go from 20 hours to eight next week so everything won't be uh, shut down but we'll um we'll tone it down a little bit i know evaluating growth and success might be a little bit easier in the springs in terms of wins and losses but how do you as a coach and your staff evaluate growth in the fall um you know there's different i guess metrics that you look at are you swinging harder um are you throwing faster are you running faster one of the biggest ones for us this year was um are we moving better so i think i told you the last time we talked that we uh we scanned the kids as far as um uh, physical screens and body movements and all that stuff and we were really really bad or, or average at it in in august and we uh retested them about a week and a half ago and everybody improved so that was something measurable that we could see was um, are we rotating better? And, and we are. So, um, but as far as you know, talent never really goes away. Um, it can be enhanced, but really, right now, it's the effort every day. Are we are we enthusiastic about coming to practice? And um, you know, if you are, then then that's a good sign. But you know, there's lulls, as there's going to be with with 29 athletes. I mean, it's not going to be the same intensity every day. So. Um, we just try to figure out if we can be uh, even keel and, and just um, continually getting better. I know you have preached many of times on this podcast before how uh, competitiveness is something that you preach with your team. Are you happy with how you saw them compete both in practice and on the field in fall games? Uh, it's, it's a mixed bag in the fall games. I think um, we underperformed offensively until the last game. Um, we just didn't hit the ball very well. The last game we did, but um, – Pitching-wise, uh, they've been lights out all fall. They've been, uh, you know, I think so many strikeouts in the fall, I, I, I lost count. And so um, pitching, yeah, we've, we've, uh, we've done well. But as far as the competitiveness, I, I don't think any time you get another, another team on the field, it, you either compete or you don't. And I, I think when we, we competed, we played against other teams uh, to start with. It was almost like, oh, there's another team, and, and let's just, uh, you know, we're good enough to beat teams. And it's, it's not that way. Even though we played Division Two teams, it's you still have to bring mm-hmm. a focus and intensity 
uh, against anybody you play. I mean, you're playing, you know, a little league team. You should still go out there and compete the way you need to compete. You don't compete to the level of your of, of your opponent. And sure. um, I think we did that at the end. Our last game was I, I I don't know what the score was. It was 35 to two or something. But that's the way it should be against you know you play your game not against other teams you know you don't go down to the level of competition and that's nothing nothing against who we played i mean we played division two teams and that's you're supposed to beat them so um you're supposed to beat them soundly i mean we're virginia tech and we're we're trying to be top 10 top 15 in the country it's the way it needs to be so um you know it was a mixed bag uh as far as the fall games go practice uh like i said it, it, it goes up and down but i think we're we're trending up as far as the the competition side goes Let's talk about the bats for a moment because you're right. It seemed like everything clicked in that final fall game for you. But when you are when you want to see your team hit at a top 10, top 15 caliber level, what does that look like in success at the plate? Um, just uh, max intense swings. Are you on time? Are you balanced? You know, are you trying to swing hard or are you just trying to put the bat on the ball? And that's, that's what I, I saw a little bit against, uh, you know, Shepard and Wingate. It was like let's get up there with you know no count and just put the ball in play. No, we need, we need to we call them pizza swings. That's that's a that's a exclusive for you. You know, and I was saying you know I made a joke of it, but we'll get pizza if you swing the crap out of it. And oh, pizza swings and, and just something silly like that. But it's like swing hard. You know, all of our kids hit a ball over eighty miles an hour. It's like one hundred and ten for baseball. So why aren't we using that? You know, it's like. Um, success for me is are you balanced and swinging hard and so um, you know I've seen a vast improvement since our last game because we just started to to value that a little bit more you know just um, let's just start hitting balls hard trust and believe the pedats (laughs) popping it and now pizza swings is this the new ism of the year no I think popping it's still it but uh, one of the one of the girls came up to me today and was like is this real pizza swings or is it just regular swing? And I'm like, no, pizza swings are, are all an all time thing, you know. So, um, but popping it's still still where it's at. All right. So if we can kind of peek behind the curtain for those that couldn't make it to Tech Softball Park this fall, can we get a couple of names of anybody that really stood out with those pizza swings or had really good falls at the plate? Um, Bree Peck swung the bat pretty well. Um, she's a freshman from Pennsylvania. Um, Emma Ritter, and she's doing her thing. Um, it, it's hard to single out anybody at the because at the end it was just I think we hit nine home runs and everybody's hitting balls hard. So um, as far as you know, overall who had great falls, uh, Mackenzie Lauder's hitting it, hitting it really well. Um, she's really swinging r- really good right now. Like almost my first year because um, she had a good year my first year. But um, you know, overall we're we're hitting the ball pretty well. So you know, the Baileys and Bennetts and. Uh, Meredith Slaw, I mean, she's she's coming along. I mean, it's just um, I, I like how we're swinging right now, so I don't really want to, um, you know, I think everybody is having flashes of what they can do. So in the past for these fall podcasts and even in the spring during practice, we get updates of people who have hit moonshots. I think we've talked about before how maybe it was Grace Chavez took a piece of the scoreboard yeah. off or one to beam away. Who has the farthest home run hit this fall coach oh my. um well we had we had our hit tracks on today and i think grace hit 157 uh yeah she she hit the she hit it really well <laughs> yeah um ari wright went oppo over the scoreboard in our last fall game that was a bomb um yeah I, those are the two that come to mind but yeah we're, we're we're hitting pretty well i think 
I think uh, Brownie even maybe cleared the scoreboard in one of these one of these games. So um, yeah, we're everybody's got the capability to do it. You know, it's not like you know we have four four kids that can right. that can go yard. You know, everybody has the ability to do it. We just need to be able to do it in games. A Kelsey Brown home run. That's got to be exciting to see. She's got major power. Like people don't realize that, but uh, if she can she can get the ball, you know, in play in the air, it's got a chance to go out. I mean, from left field to right field. I mean, uh, she's got major power. There you go. Head coach Pete Demore with us on Hokie Softball Podcast talking about the recap of the fall. All right, we just talked about the bats. Before we get to pitching, quickly, your thoughts on the defense this year and what you saw from them. Uh, really improved. Uh, and, and our outfield is, is our outfield. It's, it's one of the fastest uh, you know, outfields in, in college softball, and they're, they're fine. Infield defense is much improved from last year. Um, it's hard to really tell, though, in, in our games because our pitchers are striking out everybody. So, um, but I like what I see. We, we have a chance to, you know, um, isolate them in practice. And, um, yeah, just they're playing catch and they're making basic plays, and that's what we need out of them. Uh, Max, great behind the plate. Um, have a couple other options behind the plate right now. So defense, defense is uh, much improved. And, you know, it's so fun to hear you talk about a bunch of these names of girls that have been here since 2017, the, the Mackenzie Lauders of the world. We'll talk about Keeley here in a minute. I mean, we, we, we've talked about before you actually experienced it, how nice it is to have continuity. But now that you're experiencing it, just what is it like having these girls since you've been here before, that, that, that experience? Does that have a factor at all? It does because I don't really have to say a whole lot. These kids, uh, they know what's expected. This is the first time I've had – a group of, of ladies that have been with me for four years. And so, you know, Kennesaw had them for two. Um, I've had this Darby Mack and um, Keeley and, and Kaylee Addington. They've been with me for four years. It's almost like having them their whole college career. And so they know what's expected now. Um, they can take the lead and, and tell kids, the newbies, and, and you know, they whip them into shape. This is the way things are, are done here. So I don't really have to say a lot about standards or any of those kind of things. They, they take the reins themselves. Right, let's transition and talk about the pitching. We've already gotten a little snippet. Sounds like there were a lot of strikeouts. Real quick, I have a solution. If you lose count of how many strikeouts there are, how about we get some tech bands like they do at Mariners games, just throw the Ks over the wall in left field? Yeah, that'd be a lot of Ks. That'd be a lot of Ks. But uh, they look really well right now or look really good. Um, Keeley's doing her thing, and, and that's the thing with Keeley is she really doesn't pick up a softball all summer. And with her workload last last uh, spring, we didn't want her to. So she's coming into shape now, uh, pitching shape. Um, Mac, uh, Osborne, Ozzy, and and uh, Ivy, they're throwing really well, as as well as I've ever seen them. Um, they've gotten a lot better than last year. And uh, Emma Lemley is uh, she's striking out everybody as a freshman. So and I and I and Molly too. Molly's gotten a, a lot better. I, I would feel comfortable putting Molly in games. So. All five of those are, are giving us a chance to compete against really anybody. Yeah, Real quick, I want to talk about Ivy and Mac real quick and expand upon that. We were talking about before we went on the air, and you were saying just the, where they were last year to now, they're different pitchers right now. They are. Uh, you know, and, and last year they were freshmen, and it was a tough year. And I look back, and I look back at uh, specifically the Clemson-Florida State series when uh, Ivy threw really well, and so did Mac, and – then COVID hit, and so for two weeks after they threw really well, they're not doing anything. So it was almost like back to square square one. Right. 
And so they just never had a chance to catch back up. And, and now it's ever since they came back, they've been, they've been throwing well. They're, they're in great pitching shape. Their pitchers are moving. Uh, pitches are moving, throwing hard. They just, they just have improved. And that's just another year of experience, I think. You know, how much does it, with Emma coming in and succeeding like she's done, and then Molly and Ivy and Mac, how much does that help Keeley? do you think? I think it helps her a lot as far as taking a load off her, off her back. I mean, she doesn't have to feel like she has to beat every team that we play in every game. So if we're, we have a chance to, to rest her a little bit, it, it helps get experience to the other pitchers, but it also helps her be fresher at the end of the year. And, of course, I know I'm sure one of the happiest people in your program right now is Art himself, Coach <laughs> Gillis. With, I mean, the pitchers, I mean, this seems like collectively right now with everybody clicking, this has got to be a great feeling for him. Yeah, I don't know if you ever please him, but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, he's got tools for his, uh, his tool shed, I guess, and uh, he's got a lot of them right now. So it's fun because we have a lot of really talented kids on our, on our pitching staff, and uh, – you know they they continually get better. So um, yeah, it's 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 fun for him. They're popping it. They're popping it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. All right. So final one for you, coach. And then we're going to transition into some fun questions here. Hokie Nation, listening now. I don't. I know you don't want to look too far ahead. But for those that are listening to this podcast, they know the excitement from last year. They hear it about this fall. What about this team makes it special? And what should they know about it going into February? Well, there's a lot of returners, obviously, and um, you know. We have a, a goal set of getting to where we were last year and, and hopefully farther. So, you know, it's a lot of familiar faces, um, you know, just new faces too. Just one of those things where, you know, come out and, and see us and hopefully we do a little bit better than we did last year. We're not going to look too far ahead because Coach still has to watch planes, trains, and automobiles <laughs> before the season can even start. Um, but one more, and then we'll get into the fun questions. Just you said we, before we went on, you said you guys are winding down right now. What do the next couple of months look like for the uh, the team? Oh uh, well, I think um, they go home for Thanksgiving, but we start team practice or uh, individuals next week. And so my goal right now is. Um, you know, we just watched our we, we got to watch our team do strength and conditioning yesterday. And there was some enthusiasm for strength and conditioning that I just don't see in practice a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So going forward, the next three weeks or so, I, th- I think it needs to be more competition based, um, more random instead of block practice. Just go out and compete. Um, not a lot of instruction. Just try to go beat your teammate in something. And so that's what I'm going to – I'm kicking around because it was just yesterday I saw kids dancing and bebopping around, which is not a bad thing in in weights at all. And I don't really need that in practice, but the the level of excitement for weights needs to match practice. And so now we're going to compete and, um, you know, Coach Pete's going to sit and watch and see who wants to to be here. So that's what's going to be the next couple weeks. So give us a little. Uh, t- I mean, could that be flag football? No, I mean, what, it'll, be, it'll be softball based. But hey, out of this uh, twenty-five ground balls, who can who catches the most cleanly, or who makes the the twenty-five throws, or um, you know who hits the ball the farthest, or you know stuff like that. So it's still going to be softball based. But um, we just got to figure out some ways to get these kids competing with the enthusiasm that they compete and weights with. There you have it. Coach DeMore here with us on the Hokie Softball Podcast as we 
Transition now into the segment that was story time with Uncle Pete for so long, and now we have to put an asterisk next to it because he's still an uncle, but he does have Rose. So story time with Uncle Pete slash dad slash coach. Yeah. I don't know. Do we want to keep it story time with Uncle Pete? Whatever you want to do, man. I'm I'm, I'm open. I'm just uh, I'm just here. Well, let's start with this because as we sit on a couch right now in your south office, we are looking at one of the most coveted items that I think Hokie Nation would go nuts for right now, and it's basically like a high school uh, letterman's jacket, essentially. Right? Is that a good way to describe it it is the old vt logo yeah. with hokey softball on the black back it's black with orange lettering so you were telling me that the team did not like it as much as the coaching staff like it i mean tell me what what went into the decision to buy these and why did the team not appreciate these well when i grow when i was growing up um you know my dad and and in the 80s men's fast pitch teams had satin jackets that were just really cool and so uh, I wanted that look uh, with our jacket. So I put in the, the team group me, what do you think about these? And I got a, t- a couple of, no, nah, we don't want those. We want the plain old Nike jackets. All right, cool. So uh, we got these. They came in r- really sharp, I think. Um, I've gotten a lot of, a ton of compliments on them. Um, I don't think our players like them. That's fine. They, they can wear their, their puffs. But um, the, one, the one thing is we wanted them satin. Because that's just old school, like '80s fast pitch, '90s baseball. If, if you remember, uh, you're probably too young for this, but the, the '93 Phillies made it through World Series, and John Cruck. They're just a bunch of like just grimy old guys playing baseball, and but they wore these bright red Phillies satin jackets, yep. and I had one of those, and I thought I was like the king. And so um, I think they got the old school look, these tech jackets, and uh, I think they pr- turned out pretty good. You know what's really cool? If anybody's listening, I'm trying to paint the picture of what it looks like right now. Coach Beamer's final home game at Virginia Tech, they wore these old-school, all-black uniforms with orange lettering, and it looks almost carbon copy of what those jerseys look like. So it's very similar looking. Who knows? Maybe if you, you know, donations to the program, maybe there could be a jacket in store if anyone's listening, right? Yeah, we can we can make them. Um, so, you know, the cool thing, there was a jacket, and uh, Coach Hartman wore it to basketball games. That's right. And I'd always see him walk into the games in his bright orange satin jacket with this old, um, like state of Virginia. Yes, like that, right? state of Virginia. And I was that is an awesome jacket. And so just trying to get that feel, this old school, and you know that's kind of what our program is. All right, let's transition. Another question for you, Coach. I'm sure I've asked you this before, but I feel like it becomes more of a prevalent question earlier and earlier. And Bree Williams, your great SID, is sitting next to us, and she's knowing where I'm going with this. Yeah. When does Christmas actually start? After Thanksgiving. Yes, 100%, right? Not November 1st. We, we had a uh, something in the, in the team group me yesterday, and I think um, Coach Lewis's girlfriend had his uh, their apartment or wherever they live in their condo um, – was already decorated for Christmas, November first. Like you're skipping, you're skipping Thanksgiving. Come on, Maddie, what are you doing? So, uh, yeah, it's just uh, I, to me, it's it's after Thanksgiving. And here's my reasoning behind it because I've been very vocal on social media, and I, I've kind of gotten roasted a little bit, Coach, on yeah. social. But here's my reasoning because people will be like, "Oh, well, Evan, what's your Thanksgiving playlist?" Then it's not about Thanksgiving having its own music. It's that I can't do 54 straight days of Christmas no. music. I'll get sick of it, right? I mean, yeah, it gets a little monotonous, done it, done it. And and for me, it's the uh, the Hallmark movies. There's just no way I could do 58 days of that or whatever it is. So I don't know if I could do 20 days of it. So uh, yeah, you're right. Please don't come for our mentions, everybody. We're just stating our opinions here. If you want to listen to Christmas music, by all means, go ahead. But you know what? Speaking of Christmas, it got me thinking about it. So real quick, we are 
a month and a half away. Mm-hmm. So Rose first Christmas. Yeah. What is he into right now? And what do you think Santa Claus might be bringing under the tree this year? I haven't even thought about that. Put me on the spot. Um, he is into laying in his jungle. Uh, you know, he's got this little jungle thing that he, he lays under. It's like a mat mm-hmm. with a bunch of toys that he can grab and all this stuff. And um, But he's starting to roll over. It almost looked like he was starting to crawl the other day. So it's... Um, it won't be long, but uh, we're going down to we're going to Marietta next week to see my in-laws and my sister, mm-hmm. and uh, we're doing Thanksgiving I think on Friday, and then I think we're we're setting up shop for the next month and a half. We're not going anywhere. It's just hard to take a a six month old on the road for that long. So um, I don't know what I'm going to get him. Maybe a uh, maybe I have no idea. I have no clue. So I got to start thinking about it. Uh, by the way, speaking of Thanksgiving, I know in the past, you know, you've been very uh, aware of how many carbs you're eating. Yeah. Will you be able to fully enjoy Thanksgiving dinner this year? Are you going to watch out for the carbs? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm starting now to put the brakes on how I'm eating so I can, uh, I can eat as much as I want in a couple, a couple weeks. So I ate uh, – we had some kids – some of the players came this weekend and uh, I got pizza and there was a lot of leftovers. Mm-hmm. I think I ate pizza for three straight nights. So I, I'm fasting. I'm fasting until Thanksgiving. Oh, uh, there you go. Um, all right, a couple more fun ones here for you, Coach. So you've now been a dad for almost a half a year, six months. What's the the one piece of advice that you've gotten from, from people about being a dad that is coming true that you see now? Uh, I think everybody just says enjoy it because it goes by fast, and that's true. And it's, it's true in life in general. You know, you just uh, – I, I get my work in and, and I think I'm present for, for my team. Mm-hmm. But once, once I go home, I, I look forward to going home every day. And so, you know, just, just enjoying it every day. There's just little things like waking up before my wife does and I get to play with them for an hour. That's just a cool thing. So, um, to be able to just realize that it goes by fast because you get in the moment and you, you don't realize it, and you're like, "Oh, it's six months." I'm pretty cognizant of that, you know. I always look back and I'm like, "Man, time goes fa- by fast." And I've always been that way. I remember when I was 18, I was talking to uh, my grandmother, and she goes, "Peter, it, it never, it never gets slower than it is now." And I'm like, "Man, this it's true." And I'm 41 years old now. My son's six months. I'm like, where did the six months go? But uh, I've, I, I always think that way. So, um, you know, I look. At the end of the night, I'm like, yeah, I got I got stuff in, mm-hmm. and so um, you know, I think that keeps him grounded. It's my favorite answer of this podcast wow. thus far. Well, again, really great stuff. Let's get you out of here on one more final question. Um, when you are out recruiting mm-hmm. and you're meeting high school kids and you're getting to know their families and you get to talk to them about Virginia Tech, what is the easiest part about selling Virginia Tech to a recruit? Well. The, the, it's really a cliche, but it, there is a family atmosphere here as far as the whole program goes. <clears throat> but there is a somewhat of a family atmosphere within our team. And so I think that's where some coaches get in trouble is they, they there's a pecking order on your team. And um, there isn't one here, really. And so I really try to treat everybody the same. I never try to get, you know, I don't yell. I don't scream. I you know, some of these coaches, they, they, they put on a show when they recruit, and then when you get there, it's different. 
So really try to like keep the recruiting process the same, and it can't be like once once the players are here, I can't I can't play favorites, I can't play buddy buddy with kids. But um, you know that's just the one thing about tech is is it's it's family oriented, and everybody's really going for the same goal, I guess. Very well said. It's the best part of the podcast, story time with Uncle Pete. And just like that, our fall ball edition will uh, wrap things up here. But I know we'll do one before the holiday season because we've got to talk planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, I got to. I I think I still have it on my phone. So um, it's getting to that point where Ro needs to watch it. He He, he needs to watch it. So uh, he can quote it like me when he's two years old. And I have still yet to see it, but this will be the year that I do it, even though I said that last year, and we could probably find it on the audio. So Let me threaten you. No more podcasts until you watch it. Uh, huh? <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> All right. I'm definitely uh, clearing a schedule now to see it. But, uh, Coach, as always, it's great to see you. Congrats on a great fall, and I uh, can't wait for another one soon. Thanks, Evan. All right, that'll wrap up this edition of the Hokie Softball Podcast. I want to thank Bree Williams, our SID, for setting this up. As always, the head coach of the Hokies, Pete Demore, for his time. Follow the program on Twitter at Hokie Softball. It's a great way to stay up to date with everything going on with the team. For Coach Demore, I'm Evan Hughes saying so long. We'll talk to you next time for another edition of the Hokie Softball Podcast.